So we were sitting there back when Theranos was disrupting the market. We have to remember Theranos didn't fail because the market failed them. They failed because of their practices as a company. We were saying, could you do this the right way? Could you bring broad testing to convenient locations without sacrificing menu breadth, quality, cost, and everything that's, that's important to, to people? Hello and welcome to Himscast. I'm your host, Jonah Comstock. Today I'm joined by David Stein, CEO at Babson Diagnostics, a company that's working on uh, reinventing the the blood testing and, and lab space. I'm doing some really exciting work. David and I met at Health. We spoke for uh, the Industry Voices series, but unfortunately David's recording was the one that didn't work. So I'm so pleased to be able to have him uh, all, all by himself on a, a one-on-one podcast. So welcome to the show, David. Joan, it's great to be here, and thank you for this opportunity to talk again. So I'm very excited about uh, what you told me before about Babson. Um, it is obviously you know, what's, every, what's on everyone's mind when they think of, of um, blood testing startups is, of course, Theranos, which is back in the news because of the trial. Um, what you're doing is, is similar to the original pitch of what they said they could do. Um, but, but there are some differences. So, so walk me through it. We developed this idea for Babson Diagnostics largely in response to Theranos. Um, I've had a, have been given the opportunity to be in in vitro diagnostics and in med tech for about 20 years. Uh, same with the founder of Babson Diagnostics, Eric Olson. And at that time, we were at Siemens Health and Ears. And we were saying, you know, people, we saw people want accessibility and they want convenience when it comes to routine lab testing, broad lab testing. Um, But the truth is it largely hasn't changed in 50 to 70 years. So we were sitting there back when Theranos was disrupting the market. We have to remember Theranos didn't fail because the market failed them. They failed because of their practices as a company. We were saying, could you do this the right way? Could you bring broad testing to convenient locations without sacrificing menu breadth, quality, cost, and everything that's, that's important to, to people. Um, so we started to look at how could you do it? How could you do it without cheats? So we started to look at the whole process end-to-end and said, how can we reimagine it? Still using gold standard methods, but reimagine it so you can achieve this broad panels at, at accessible locations. And the way we've done it is... Um, through a lot of hard work over the last six years, but basically by starting via collaboration with BD on a true next generation sample collection device that will enable almost anyone we train, especially a pharmacy tech or a customer care representative at a retail pharmacy to quickly take a sample. We fully automate all the pre-analytic processes, all the mixing, centrifugation, refrigeration, and a lot of work that actually goes into getting a blood sample ready for processing. And then we, we benefit from the economies of scale of central labs where we have our own specialized micro-sample labs where because of our relationship with Siemens Health and Ears, we're the only company in the world that's able to miniaturize assays on high-volume systems. So we make it really, really easy to walk into retail. Five to 10 minutes, you're in and out with your blood collected. We, do, we make it easy for the retailer since they don't have to run tests or worry about stocking reagents or having a line of people, uh, all they do is they collect the sample, they put it in a small device we leave behind, it does all the pre-analytics. And then once a day or multiple times a day, our couriers come, 
collect the samples, bring them to our highly specialized labs where we have a broad menu being tested. And when I talk about a broad menu, it's our launch menu will be over 80% of all the most routine ordered tests. Um, and we've already started menu expansion, look beyond that, where these tests will be run on high volume systems where we have miniaturized the methods, but no cheats, no dilutions or anything like that, unless it's part of a gold standard method so that you'd get your results same day or next day. So make it easy to collect, make it really easy for the retailer so they can collect easily and not have to actually run the sample. And then we offload all the running and all the special IVD components without making any sacrifices when it comes to quality or, or menu breadth. So what about the sample itself? Because I know one of the sticking points has always been how much blood do you need to take, right? And, and um, So is yours different than the standard of care there, or is it just the same kind of blood draw but streamlined? Yeah, I mean, we use about one-tenth one the volume. So our sample is taken from a finger, utilizing a very innovative device we're developing in, in concert with Beckton Dickinson, um, which makes it really easy to collect a sample. You know, when you talk to people about getting their blood collection, it, it's a large percentage of people are afraid of needles or have actually a physiological response to getting their blood collected. It's, it's real. We see it in our, we're constantly in clinical studies where we're doing both our way of doing um, blood testing and conventional. And it's amazing how many people have that vasovagal reaction or whatever physiological reaction. We're taking a sample from the finger. We're taking it using a device that we can train almost anybody to use. It doesn't require a phlebotomist, but the beautiful thing about it is you don't get that physiological reaction. Um, it, if you, we've surveyed a lot of people and they prefer the way we, we take blood. They think it's um, less evasive, very convenient, that you don't suffer for needle phobia. They appreciate that you're taking about one-tenth less blood. Right, that's a key part of it. You are taking a lot smaller sample and you're doing it in locations that are near people. I think there's a retail pharmacy within three to five miles of everybody in the U.S. and they get the benefit of that while they're out and about being able to get their routine blood collection done and routine blood testing done without making any sacrifices. Now, that's the other part I wanted to talk to you about because I know that um, it's it's easy easily said to say you know do this at the pharmacy it's a great location to find patients but it's a big disruption to how this stuff has traditionally been done and you've got to get those results into people's doctors ehr so that you know they or, or wherever they need them and you've got to make sure that insurance covers it and, you know all, all these things in a system that's still kind of built to work with quest and and whatever um yeah, so so what are some of the steps you've taken there well, I think, the, the, so there's a, a few, I think it's a, a great, great question. I think it's something that we spent a lot of time thinking about. And when I say don't make sacrifices on quality or menu breadth or cost, it's for that, that for really for that reason. When you look at for clinicians ordering the test, we needed to have a, a broad enough menu breadth when it comes to the complete blood count and comprehensive metabolic panel, lipids, thyroids, vitamin D, so that they don't have to think, can I, can I order from Babson or not? It has to be able to cover when they're doing routine blood screening and for most common disease states, the tracking they're going to do with the patient to be able just to order from us, right? We also need to make sure our panels were comprehensive enough and of the quality that they could be reimbursed, right? So that the payers, to the payers, we could look like um, LabCorp or Quest or, or, or highly competent lab. That's why our labs are CLIA high complex, CAP accredited labs where 
there is no, there, again, we, we don't make any compromise when it comes to the quality of our analysis. So on, for, the, for the providers, we want to make sure that they can order the tests they need without worrying about it. So it could be a true replacement of venipuncture for routine blood screening and for the most common diseases. And for the payers, we want to also look at it that they're reimbursing the same tests of the same quality. And I think when you look at our cap proficiency and other things, you'll see that's the case when it comes to Babson Diagnostics. Right. And so the value prop here is is for the payer or for the patient or who's going to who stands to kind of save money? I think it, it's there's, you know, it's all across. That's what's beautiful. It's all across the, the, the all across the sphere. So let's start with us. Right. So let's start with us as a consumer. Um, 70% of clinical decisions are empowered by lab diagnostics. It's probably the most important thing you need to, you can do to know about your biology and your health. I can't look at you and tell you if you're healthy or not. I don't because you'd be surprised. Um, that's a little bit misleading. The the blood in your biology doesn't lie. So for us, it's it's a really important thing for us to do. It would it can really increase our health span. It can really help us just lead better lives but it's not convenient and accessible. So for us, go to where you know it's convenient and accessible. And COVID testing has shown people like to go to a pharmacy, quickly get testing done, get the results same there next day. It's very convenient, right? Vaccines, it's funny. I remember when vaccine, I'm, I'm of the age where I remember where vaccines were, were starting to come into retail. People would say, what are you crazy? You're gonna go get a vaccine in the pharmacy? Now, if you said you were gonna make a doctor's appointment, get a vaccine, people would say, are you crazy? So we've seen that for, acute care for everything, Re, you know, retail pharmacy should be the front door to healthcare and we're enabling that. So for us as people, it's convenience, it's getting it done and all the benefits that that brings. For the provider, providers want you to get tested, right? And for a provider, it's much better if they have the results before your appointment and that you actually get tested because for a provider, they have to call you back and either tell you your blood results look good or God forbid there's an issue you could go online and there's calculators that say it's at least $25 savings per person to get a result before the appointment, right? It allows you to have an informed appointment. Your, your, your clinician wants you to be healthy, right? You know, every doctor I've met wants their patient to be healthy. Even most surgeons I know don't want to cut unless they have to. So in there, it, it saves the, the provider money because they're, they're going to make it convenient, accessible. So you get your blood testing done. Um, both in managing the patient, also having uh, a lot happier patients. And as we shift to value-based care, that's going to be, become more and more important. For, for retailers, um, I truly believe they should be the front door to healthcare, especially in helping people get tested and do the right things to manage their health and their health span. And it'll be a great offering. And it's something they can't do today. Some do um, point-of-care testing for acute but not broad testing. And some even bring in the incumbent labs, but there you need patient service centers and phlebotomists, and it doesn't fit into the transactional nature of a pharmacy. And that's what we have developed with our pharmacy partners with intense look at how could you make it really fit in the transactional nature of pharmacy. So somebody could walk up very quickly. You just need to know, are they, if you walked up, is it Jonah? And are, am I collecting whole blood and serum tubes or just one or the other? That's it. No HIPAA, no insurance going back and forth. Make it really easy for the pharmacy. And they get the benefit of truly being the, the front door to healthcare, 
to being able to offer broader um, offerings and even deal with the circumstance of somebody coming in for a, a, a prescription refill and they didn't get their labs done and their clinician really wants their labs to be done. They'd be able to offer them there. Um, for the payers, payers want you to get your blood tested, right? It, it you know Again, it reduces acute episodes down the line. It, it increases health span. And for a lot of populations, it helps identify at-risk populations, which is a benefit to a payer. Um, and again, we're, we're not asking for, you know, we're not making sacrifices when it comes to quality or menu breadth. So to them, they, you know, payers want people to get tested. Um, it's the people that don't get tested and are sick that cost them a lot of money. So it's a, it's a whole thing of diagnostic blood testing informs healthcare, empowers healthcare, and it's a benefit across all major stakeholders. And for me, it, the most important thing is it, it's a service that I know my friends and family will use. And for me, this is deeply personal, right? You know, it, it's a deeply personal thing that we can, we can enable blood testing so people get tested and increase their health span, increase the life that they're happy and they're, and they're healthy. Let's talk a little bit about how this fits into some of the bigger trends in healthcare. I know at Health, we were talking, and this is the big collective we, a lot about omni-channel and virtual care, what the new kind of, what the new paradigm of care looks like, and retail was a big part of that conversation. Um, And it seems kind of clear to me how this sort of fits right in, right? Um, but this is something you can't do over telemedicine, certainly. I mean, it, it's it, there may be some day where you can just, you know, prick your finger and put it up to your computer and get the results, but we're a long way from that. So it's almost like a, the next best thing in terms of convenience, right? Let's think of a world where, you know, or, or a scenario which is right around the corner where telemedicine is wonderful, right? You don't have to wait in waiting rooms. You can have a quick conversation. The problem becomes your clinician doesn't have hands-on with you, right? And so you, the other things of just being able to look at you and it's not as much. But can you imagine on, on uh, you know, the Saturday before you, you, uh, you have your doctor's appointment, maybe on a Wednesday or Thursday, you run over to your local pharmacy, you quickly get your height, weight, blood pressure done on automated systems such as a Higgy station, right? You quickly get your blood sampled, and then when you have your doctor's appointment a few days later, um, you have all the information. Or you go back to your retail pharmacy, you sit in the kiosk that they provide, you talk to your clinician, and when you're done, the pharmacist helps you with any prescriptions, vitamins, anything else you need to do. So it opens up a whole new world of um, accessibility and convenience when you're ready for it, with telemedicine and other services that are now informed by that convenience. I, I want to go back to the, the idea of, you know, this being in some ways kind of a response to Theranos or a, or a you know, inspiration of, hey, we could do this right. Um, have you found that there's a higher level of scrutiny, that there's more need to um, it be, be extra transparent and, and double and triple check and meet these gold standards, um, you know, because the industry was sort of so publicly burned by that debacle? Yeah, I think the I, I, the answer is yes, but also the company's named Babson Diagnostics for a reason. It was named after a mentor of Eric Olson and my name, Art, Dr. Art Babson, who was really believed in the science and always led science first. So it's a little bit in, in the ethos or a lot in the ethos of the company, in the morals of the company, in our values. So whether there was increased scrutiny or not, we will always lead with data. 
because I've been in diagnostics and, and I, I, I think I um, have a pretty good reputation in diagnostics about bringing out very high quality products and um, representing very high quality, um, technologically driven, but quality driven companies. And that's how I lead. Because again, this this service will be used for my children, for my loved ones, for my friends. So this is the only way I know how to do it of showing the quality. And I think what's great is it actually places a strength of, of Babson Diagnostics. As you know, we have both a partnership with, with BD and Siemens. They're on our board. You could imagine unless our quality was incredibly high as a startup, they wouldn't be um, backing us and, and standing side by side with us. But long story short, yes, the scrutiny has been a little bit higher, but we invite that. And we think that it should be when you're dealing with medical devices, right? Because there is not something as, you know, minimally viable or just good enough when it deals with your health, right? And I think when it comes to lab diagnostics, it's so important that you need to have high quality results that you can make decisions on. So to really deliver on the convenience play of being in the pharmacy, you need to be in a lot of pharmacies, if, if not every one, but, you know, at least one in every community, um, the more convenient, the better. Um, you guys are a relatively small company, and uh, how do you make that scale work? How, do, how will you sort of, um, I mean, are you going to focus on, on geographies one at a time, or are there sort of uh, technological uh, uh, supports built in for, for rapid scaling? Um, I think both. So I think one, our, our, the way we do it, um, pretty quick to ramp people up. The, the small device leave behind is very easy. They put it right behind the counter. So there's no, you don't need to build rooms. You don't need to retrofit a site to be able to do us. We also, in most states, have developed a process that's regulatory, very easy to implement. That being said, um, it will be in partnership with retailers as they usually roll out region by region, we would roll out region by region with them. Our goal is to is to provide a very high quality service with 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 our retail partners in a metro area and not overextend. So I think as you brought it up, we look region by region, make it so that people could really embrace our service in a major region and then expand to the next region. And if you looked at it, many disruptive services have done the same thing when it comes to how Uber expanded over time or Airbnb expanded over time or other disruptive services expanded over time. You get it right in a region, you make it so it's really working well, and then you the next ones become easier. And I think, you know, what's good and bad, you know, because our thing is I think we also believe that through Babson Diagnostics we could help solve some health health inequity. But, you know, a lot of times that is in major metro areas, and I think that would actually we'd be a great solution for those areas where there's plenty of retail, but maybe not as much medical services. You read my mind, David. I was going to ask about health equity next. Um, that's another thing, obviously, that was, we discussed a lot of health and in general, you know, industry events and in, in the industry is that we've really reached the point where we need to be making sure we develop these interventions and these technologies um, and, and build in the, the idea that they're going to be usable by, by everyone, by all different kinds of populations. And you mentioned sort of a benefit here to population health for payers. So I'd love to talk a little bit more about, you know, this, how you think about that and what steps you maybe take to, to, to work towards broad accessibility. Yeah, I think because we're, 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 we're going to work with insurance, 
you know, Medicare, Medicaid, and private insurances. My hope is the population available to it is broad, right? Since not yeah. you're not going to spend hundreds of dollars. We will have cash pay models, and those will also be very affordable for people that don't have benefits when it comes to labs. I think the beauty of working with retail is even stores like Dollar General have talked about wanting to expand into healthcare. So there's tremendous footprint out there of, of accessible locations that we can work with. And I think we have to remember health inequity is not socioeconomic. You know, um, you could imagine if you have a, a stay-at-home parent, right, which with young children, trying to make an appointment at 7 o'clock or 6.30 in the morning or 8 o'clock in the morning to get a blood test, it, you can't do it, right? Because you have to take care of your children or get them to school. Or if you're taking care of a, a loved one at home, you'd love to be able to run out when it's convenient for you, maybe at, at 10 a.m. or 1 p.m. And that's just not convenient for labs, right? So our thing is health inequity is not just socioeconomic. I think you limit your thinking. It's made convenient for people that usually put themselves second, Right. And I think that's what's key is how do you make it really easy and really accessible so people get it done? Both they get it done because it's, it, the location's convenient and also that if you do need to pay cash, that it's affordable. And most cash pay options are not right now. What else have we talked about that you think is, is important um, either about Babson or more broadly, what, things you're excited about in the, in the digital health and the healthcare space right now? What, what I'm excited about overall in, in the healthcare space is. We're moving to empowering people to, to take control of their health um, and, to, and to understand why they're doing it. You know, the, you know, take two aspirin and call me in the morning and don't worry about it. I think we're beyond that. And I think what's great is um, people really have a chance to increase their health span. I think you've seen, I, I haven't used lifespan, I've used health span. Because, you know, your last 20 years of your life should be great. It shouldn't be that you're dealing with chronic diseases and sick and, and bedridden or housewritten. The whole thing is, how do you do the, the few things and monitor your health so that you could have a full and healthy life? Because um, I largely got into to the love of, of healthcare and of medicine because I had grandparents that I really cared about that weren't always the healthiest towards the end of their life. And my whole thing was, how can we have expanded their, that health span so that their body kept up with their sharp minds, right? I've also seen, um, you know, if you're dealing with a health crisis, how scary it is, but how a little bit of information, a little bit of getting a blood test, understanding it, a little bit of having an informed discussion with your doctor can make you feel empowered in tackling an issue or realizing maybe it's not an issue. So what's exciting to me is we're really ushering a new wave of, of empowerment and information, information about healthcare. You know, same like we've done in every other parts of the economy, right? You know, if I asked you what's your credit score, you could probably find it, you know, in a minute, right? If you went to a bank and you said, have I ever bounced a check? They could probably find that in, in, in 10 seconds in your credit history. We should have that kind of accessibility when it comes to our healthcare. And uh, it's yeah. exciting to be part of that journey to um, bring that transparency and that accessibility and convenience to healthcare. So, one more question: um, What about the the sort of the silo question, right? The the um, point solutions. I this idea that you know so many people are working on really cool, exciting things in healthcare. Um, it's a little overwhelming, whether it's for the you know 
employer or, or the provider or the patient um, figuring out everything that's out there, integrating it all into your into your healthcare process and your healthcare journey. I mean, I know you guys are already partnering with, um, you know, with those organizations you mentioned with Siemens and with BD. Um, you know, do you, do you see yourself reaching out to partner with other folks that are working on things that are sort of complementary? We talked about telemedicine, things like that. 100%, yeah, 100%. So I think we will have APIs and interfaces that that will make it very easy to integrate into EMRs and, and things like that. That's unnecessary, right? So the whole, so we believe our patient data, the, the per, people get tested by our service, own that data. They decide where it goes, right? I think that's very key for us is that um, we're not going to use people's data without their consent and without them knowing. But that being said, people should very easily be able to share their data with their clinicians, with other people that need to know it. And I think we'll see more and more, you know, lab data, what's great is it, it's very interoperable right now, especially if you if you plug into the major EMRs and we will do that. And then how do you also close that triangle with, you said, with telemedicine providers, with payers, with others, so that people could really have that complete picture. But I think answer is yes. Um, and I think the, the key thing will be we hope to and we plan to give people a little more insights to the data we provide and also make it so they can integrate with their providers and with payers and with other um, other key parts of, of this new wave of healthcare very easily. All right. Well, thank you so much, David. Last question. Where are you with this? How, how far along are you? How close are you to a big rollout? What, what's your recent news? What's your upcoming news? What can you tell me to kind of place this from, on a scale from you can get it now to far future? <laughs> Many people have probably seen our ads in Facebook recruiting for, for um, our, our clinical studies. I think what's beautiful is we're constantly in retail settings doing clinical studies. We announced a biblical clinical study and we've done a lot of clinical studies after that. Having been in this industry for 20 years, I know you have to get out in, in with real people and real situations. That being said, we're doing our, everything we're doing is, is with a regulatory plan behind it. We've initiated our regulatory studies and um, that is underway. And, uh, you can imagine over the next 12 months will be very important for us. And you'll start to see more and more discussion of our launch planning and, and our partnerships and those um, those things being announced. And along that timeline is when we'll launch. But we're not going to launch until we have the right approvals and until we're happy with everything. Right. So some of the timeline is a little bit out your, outside your control. Yes. And that's why I don't want to announce the exact date. Yeah. But I can just tell you we're, we're in clinical studies that, you know, our partners are there getting tested. It's, it's just an exciting time to see our our service working with real people um, and the results. And we're very happy with the results. Awesome. Well, I'll be excitedly uh, waiting to hear more. And um, hopefully this is, you know, something we'll be able to take advantage of soon and just make blood tests that much easier. Well, thank you. It was great to talk. Yes. Thank you so much, David. Great chatting with you. Thank you all, as always, for listening. And uh, you can check out some links in the show notes. Um, we'll, we'll have, uh, we'll have um, some articles we've written on some of these related topics and, and anything that you want to send along to, David. And until next time, keep innovating, keep being healthcare change makers. <laughs>